0: Hey what's going on family? Welcome to another episode of The Finance Bro where we have real conversations with real people about money. Today I have a special guest on my show, one of my dear friends, Etienne Morales. Um I'm excited to have a conversation with him cuz he along with a lot of the other people that I have on this show have a wealth of knowledge and one of the things I like about him is he was able to attain a lot of the knowledge that he has on his own and overcome a lot of obstacles. So hopefully He's able to share some things with you guys today that you can, you know, begin to implement in your own lives to change the paths of, you know, your life with personal finances and your family's future with finances. So uh, without further ado, Etienne, please introduce yourself, my brother.
1: Hey, how's it going, Eric? You know, long time, no see. Not really. So like, two weeks <laughs> ago. but um, my name is Etienne Morales. I'm currently a captain in the United States Marine Corps. I'm a C-130 pilot um, by trade and currently an instructor pilot out at NES Corpus Christi. Uh, And then a part-time entrepreneur, part-time real estate investor, um, avid crypto enthusiast, uh, currently are at the the peak at about a million dollars worth of real estate and currently in the process of offloading it um, now that it's basically at the peak and uh, pivoting into the bloody market, as everybody can see uh, on this beautiful day in June 2022. (laughs) How's it going? But yeah, um, I grew up in San Antonio, Texas, Uh, came from a pretty humble family, my pops, uh, my stepdad. Two-time felon, my mom was an immigrant here from Puerto Rico, grew up Section 8, um, grew up, you know, economically disadvantaged like everybody, you know, uh, in uh, South Side, San Antonio. And then I uh, first, my family graduated from college um, and then basically been in the Marine Corps ever since, uh, trying to do good stuff, played uh, NCAA football as well as track, partially the first year so. I try to check all the boxes so I can tell my kids, you can achieve anything in the future, you know? So like, hey, you know, you yeah. popped it, X, F, and X back in the day, so you can too, got it. So uh, that's just uh, a little bit about me. That's like the basic nitty-gritty, you know, elevator speech, I guess. Um, what, yeah,
0: Sorry. What sorry. Tell them what org you a part of too.
1: Yeah, I'll make it South 510 corporate. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> all that, you know, all that, all that stuff. Hey, so- But you speak so well. Nah, the brothers are educated, man. We smart. <laughs> And Marines don't eat crayons, too. That's a fact. <laughs> we do. <laughs> Even though the red ones taste the best. What's up? <laughs> uh, so
0: I, kind of to start, start everything off today, I know you just told them the background of, of where you came from. And I think that's very important to kind of lead this conversation because it, I think it's going to do a couple of things. It's going to show that, you know, no matter what circumstances you come from, if you want it, you can achieve it. You just got to be willing to put in the work. So kind of getting started, would you say that, you know, I, well, I know the answer to this, but just for the public, uh, would you say that the surroundings that you grew up in and the, the things that you experienced growing up are one of your direct motivations for the things you do now pers- with your personal finances?
1: I would say that people, for at least from my background, that people that are come up economically disadvantaged or in a tough neighborhood, it's difficult to take the usual advice of Listen to your parents. Listen to the people around you. Because that might work. If you're in a great neighborhood and you're like, you know, upper middle class, yada yada yada. Obviously, the things that people have done in those circumstances will lead you to the right light. But if you're in a bad spot, you don't want to listen. Like, you know, you take advice from people where you want to be at. And if you're not where you want to be at, don't listen to the people that are there. You know. So a lot of the time, me growing up, it had to be, it had to be a lot of arrogance, like good teenage arrogance of I'm not going to listen to you because I don't think that's right. I'm going to do it my way. And then it always not always but it it took me until being like in college where like okay now I have to start rethinking my approach to things because it might not be like you know the right thing like when I remember growing up people be like you'd be like 15 like all right start going to work like when you're 15 I mean well I did work I bought my own car and stuff like that but people would err to the side of going to like be a bag boy at HEB the grocery store in Texas vice working on like your grades or anything like that just to get to a better college or something like that. Mm-hmm. I like just, just like a little misnomer like that. But for the most part, just, you know, I've based the majority of my personal decisions based off of personal experiences and how you, <clears throat> what is it? 90% of life is what 90% of life is how you adjust to it. Not by how it's received to you, you know, mm-hmm. like that type of thing. It's like, mm-hmm. all right. So, you know, this might, this situation might happen. And either you're going to flourish or you're going to falter. Like, you know, like the boiling water hardens the egg, but softens the potato. It's all, it's literally all, you can get how many, how many ways you want to flip that, that saying, but yeah, like the majority of my life has really just been pivoting off of what's happened and how I can finesse a situation out of it and make it how to work. So yeah, like even if it's bad or it's good, like it's always, how can I optimize what I have going on and the goal that I currently have set at 12 year old Etienne you know, how does that go or coincide with, you know, 30 year old, at ten? because I remember I was in high school, and I was having, like, not a panic attack, but I was worried about what I was going to do at 32, because I had my life planned out, like, I'm going to do this, this, and this. So, like, just having that mentality of, all right, despite what goes on, this is the plan, and I'm going to keep working towards the plan, because if you don't have a plan, you don't plan, to, you plan to fail it. But yeah, that's enough little old haiku wisdom, like nugget things, But yeah, that <laughs> yeah. stuff like that. Like, it's like, there's so many ways you get, like, especially as an adult now, especially as a grown man, like there is no way you're going to tell me I can't do something that I deem is possible. You know, mm-hmm. like ain't, 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 ain't a man alive. That's about it. Especially like as a as man, as a husband, I'm like, ain't no way you're about to stop me from creating prosperity for my family from here to come up, like, from here forward, you know, like, for, as yeah. a future patriarch, ain't, you ain't gonna tell me nothing, and I'm like, okay, cool, like, I, you, you can think that, but right, that's, that's bad bet, like, I've been, I've proven everybody time and time again, that's, that I'm gonna do exactly what I said, so go for it, you
0: know, so. Yes, yeah, sir, so you actually yeah. hit on a couple of things that I liked in that, and one of them I want to get to is, you spoke about how, when it came down to it, you recognized quickly, basically, who you should take advice from, and who you shouldn't take advice from, right, so, yeah. even, to the, from that point and up until now what do you use to help you find out who you should and shouldn't take like how do you seek someone to take advice from
1: that's a very good question because people ask i feel like that kind of relates like real estate too like how do you know what's a good property i'm like i don't know you just gotta after after you look at a couple you just know what looks dumb so like i would say you have to I mean, I guess it depends. So like in a financial sense, you mean, or?
0: Uh, we can start with finance. Yeah, we can, let's do a financial sense.
1: So I mean, like somebody can be a good person. And I'm like, and you can make all the money world and still be a dirtbag. And then like, hey, yeah, it's good. I'm not going to go for you to, for like decent advice for, you know, how to be a decent human being. But as far as finance, I'm like an economics major. So, and even me just being really in a personal finance, you can just hear people talk and what they talk about and how well it coincides. You know, like- Like, and it depends on what, like, there's a million ways to make money. So how do you want to do it? You know, if somebody wants to buy real estate, I'm like, all right, they're the real estate guy. But like, for me, I personally don't like buying government bonds because it's just like, I'm not a multimillionaire, so I don't need to worry about preserving my wealth. So I'm not going to listen to the guy that's saying, oh, buy government bonds and treasury inflated protection bonds. I'm like, that's not, that's not the guy, but the easiest way to be like, hey, what do you do if what do you want to be like, or who do you want to be like? You know, like I see like trust, for example, trust, like buys restaurants consistently entrepreneur and different facets. I'm like, all right, I can take advice from trust because he is where he he is where I want to be. And he's doing things that I admire. So I'm going to take advice from him. If somebody is, you know, just, I don't know. If somebody's like, like, if you see somebody at the club every weekend blowing money on hookah and bottles and stuff like that. And then, They may appear to have money, but Mm -hmm. you can basically calculate somebody's like lifestyle. So let's say you're like if you're like if you somebody see somebody our age and they're fresh out of college, have a fifteen hundred dollar like one bedroom apartment, they got a brand new Dodge Charger, and then they're at the club every weekend, and they're making the average amount of money of fifty grand a year. They're not making any money. They might look like they're making money, but I'm like no, you're you're spending all your money. So I'm not gonna Mm -hmm. be like you. I'm gonna be like, hey, I know X got three cribs they all make yada 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 like he's my age he's in a position similar to me and he's doing this what is that guy doing because he's in that similar background than i am that's achievable Mm -hmm. that i can you know try and replicate because there's been a million paths that somebody's made money just you don't need to make you don't need to make a new path just like hey this monkey see monkey do he did this i'm like i'm gonna (laughs) do that too and and that's really it and i feel like that's like one of the hardest things for people is they might not have that immediate network of People around them that have done something. So it's hard to be like, I mean, I'm homeboy from the, like somebody from the north, north side that's well off, that doesn't look like me, has been doing this. So I can't do that because they're not in your, you know, similar background. But if I see trust or if I see you, if I see, you know, Blake or anybody like that, I'm like, hey, I see them doing it. Like, what, hey, what are you doing? I know you, we're similar. Like, what have you done to get in that perspective or that viewpoint? So, like, you know, it's like finding somebody that you want to replicate their successful process that is of interest and attainable to you. I feel like the super long answer to that. That was one
0: of the reasons I like talking to you. You were able yeah, to articulate yeah. things very well. So that's good, but and right. Right, to, <laughs> to build on to that. So would you say, what do you say it's safe to say that as a person that's seeking to better yourself, the the one of the first steps to being able to let's say seek a mentor or someone that can teach you the right way is to take the time and make the effort to educate yourself as much as possible so that you know what to seek
1: yeah <laughs> short answer yeah because I remember like I remember about my first fourplex when I was like 23 and then I was so proud of it because I remember that. it was like what I think I I threw like a quarter million down and didn't talk to nobody about it. I was like, man, I hope this real estate YouTube, research researching, Googling I've been doing is going to work out because I just slapped a quarter million dead on my name. Dang yeah. <laughs> you know? And then literally, I just remember being like, not helpless, but I remember just feeling like alone because I was like, I can't talk to my parents about this because they ain't got it. I can't talk to, I don't got any mentors. I literally just, I literally remember reaching out. I was like, I, I was buying it in, Pensacola I was in Pensacola Florida in flight school and then I was buying the crib in Corpus Christi here and I lived in it for two years that was like the best play I've ever made I'm selling it now for like making 150k on it it's great like it's dope (laughs) yeah man it's great I'm about to roll that into the market when it comes up anyways uh I remember just being like alone of just like who can I ask about this really big decision I'm making that was like the toughest thing and that's where like I remember like Grant Cardone saying like that's where you have to have courage to make money I was like yeah you gotta have courage because you're risking yeah you have to be very you have to be sure of yourself and what you're doing and willing to bet on yourself and your decisions to be a grown man <laughs> and like and you know and be able to put it out there for that and I remember reaching out a little I was asking anybody it was like the, I went on biggerpockets.com somebody replied to a post or somebody had like a similar like oh I just bought this place in Colorado Springs and he was like maybe four or five years older and I was like hey dude like hey I'm about to buy this place like I don't know who to talk to about this like like wh- what do the numbers look like to you? does this sound like a good buy and I just I like hey man just call me and I'm like appreciate it you know like because people that are winning want to see other people win that are putting in the work because at the end of the day as much as people complain there's a lot by and large 90 percent of people 80 percent of people complain about the situation but they won't do anything about it. They'll just usually look for a crux as to why they can't or who's like stopping them from doing it. And if people like winners are going to win, and they're going to find a way out to win, and they're going to try and help other people that are trying to win, because it's such a rare action for people to take to like, I don't care what my circumstances are. I'm going to try, and, you know, like that's just such a rare commodity as a person mm-hmm. to find. So let me ask them random dude, never met. Now, hey, like you know, it's you know a total rent is like thirty five hundred bucks. I'm buying it for X. Property taxes are this. It's in this area. I'm planning on doing staying in one of the units, house side, yada yada yada. Like, what do you think? And it's like, yeah, bro, absolutely. And then you're going like, and then I had a VA home loan, so I went zero percent down, and I paid down the interest and everything like that. So I was like, yeah, it's a great buy. Like, go ahead. And I'm like, all right, well, cool. And then February first, twenty 2020, 2017 or whatever, whatever heck uh, year that was. Um, I walked in, signed all the paperwork like, all right, cool. Well, I'm a homeowner or a little multifamily owner. And like, that was, that was it. So now, yeah.
0: <clears throat> since we're talking about Barry, your, your first real estate deal, right. What did, what did you do with your, per, like with your personal finances prior to being able to make that purchase to make sure that you were in a position to be able to do it. Right. Because uh, one of the things that I've been stressing a lot lately is you know people we' talk people stress ownership, right and they're talking about ownership and ownership ownership, but no one's teaching people that there's steps involved with things you've yeah, got to do with your own. Yeah, yeah, before you are even able to get to the point of ownership, right? like you can you can't just jump from having multiple collections accounts and a savings account yeah. with a hundred dollars in it to owning to yeah. being able to purchase yeah. something like that, right. So what did you do and like what was your process and your your goal with that to make sure that you were good? and how did you find out what you even needed to have?
1: um that was basically a product of life experiences i mean the very i mean to be able to buy a place when or a four-plex from like 23 24 like you that's like years in the making and those years started when i was like 12 you know like at the end of the day you can't afford something you can't afford mm-hmm. So, like the the main big hurdle is to make more money <laughs> you know like there is like sixty trillion dollars in the world economy. Darn it! Find a find a job that makes that pays you what you need to get paid to get like a decent lifestyle, you know. Because mm-hmm. you you can you can save your what you make to help, but you can't buy a eight hundred thousand dollar multifamily spot. Make it fifty grand. Ain't no way cut about it. I mean, you could you could buy it using hard money and you know creative financing all that stuff but the straight down and dirty way to do it is I have money. I, you know, I can leverage it by, you know, cutting down on my expenses, saving up yada, 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 and then doing it by that way. So the first thing I would always say is fi- find a job or find a career, or find a, or build a business that provides you enough cash flow to actually be able to afford the things you want to buy. And then once you actually have that money, don't lifestyle creep. And what I mean by lifestyle creep is, okay, cool. I just, I used to, I was in. I'm in college. I made no money. Now I make 4,000 bucks a month and now I'm about to spend all of that on rent, a new car and da da da, da. And then at the end of, the, at the end of everything, you don't have mm-hmm. the money you want to spend or invest in anything, you know? And then you just stay in that constant, like, great. I have a 500 buck month, like slot to do whatever I want. You're not going to, mm-hmm. you're not going to invest anything with that. So the main thing is make some more money. And the second thing is when I was in TBS, I remember that was like my first three months of being an adult with like salary, Marine Corps officer. And I was blowing, I was blowing like the first two, three months, all on going out, eating, yada, yada, yada. And I was like, every single month, I don't have any money left. I'm like, this is, it's kind of (laughs) dumb. And I just started like, I'm like, let me, like, I have like 20K, whatever, in student loan debt, like. I should probably pay that off like and then then I don't have to worry about anything really because then at that point I don't have a car loan so I guess the short answer is this so there's like three things people spend their money on that is housing a car food and then like whatever like auxiliary debt they have credit cards student loan yada 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 and then you have to get you have to short all those you have to short your housing expense you have to short your your car your uh, automobile expense with a gas insurance or just car payment in general. And then, uh, you're going out to eat or eating expense. So stop going out to eat, stop drinking really a lot, and then get rid of whatever debt you may have. Cause if you're making five grand a month and you're blowing 4,500 of it, you don't, you know, like you're not really, you're not really Mm -hmm. living. You're just spending it all. So as soon as you can get uh, as soon as you can wrangle all that money back to keep, so you can throw it like this, So without an investment, you you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. Then you're, you're, you have, yeah, one, one I feel like it's a a better way to live because you have breathing room. Cause then it's like, okay, I'll lose my job now. Then I'm good. You know, I don't have, like, I don't have 4,500 bucks a month of things that I'm paying for just, you know, just on my shoulders, you know, have that kind of stress. And then two, like, you have like this big Delta of, of like ability to do things with, you know, I would go trips. You just have more freedom. Like, you know, there's no point in making all the money in the world if you're obligated and kind of enslaved to keep paying for things, you know, yeah. so make the money and then lower your expenses. So you can have a big bag every month to just do whatever you want with it, you know, um, and just have the freedom to, you know, move how you want. And then also when you have those big obligations, if you have a $600, $700 a month car payment for scat pack charger or whatever, and then you have like a big credit card be- debt or student loans, When a bank looks at you they're like dog you make five grand a month and four grand of it is allotted to expenses where is your money to like you know to uh, what do you call it to pay for this house Mm
0: -hmm. when
1: the ac breaks and that's five grand where is that coming from like are you going to stop making your house payment or what when the roof needs your place where's that coming from Mm -hmm. so as much as people complain about credit and like oh it's so unfair at the end of the day it's set up to be like hey how responsible is this human being right now? Because I'm about to give him $300,000 and I want to get paid back because I'm loaning him money and I want to get paid back and make a little bit of money on it for him, for me giving him my money. So you got to look at yourself like how responsible a human being am I and how safe am I as a bet to be paid back. So make the money, lower the expenses, and then I can also give actionable processes for each one of those three uh to so how you can you know cut your bricks I have some you can have a house hack you can do the little garage house studio apartment thing that i did oh that was actually um,
0: that was that was but
1: yeah but like there's there's because i remember greg eason uh one of my honorary line brothers uh, <laughs> uh i went to newport news because he was giving a financial seminar uh to people around there like the local community center and then he was saying like you know you don't need that $500 a month payment, you don't need that $20,000 car, car, $25, $30,000 car when you make 30 grand a year. You can get a $5,000 car. And like that, just like everywhere else, people are just like, you can't do that. And I'm like, Did you can try. And somebody else in the crowd is like, I got a $5,000 car. Like I made a payment on it. It's like 50 bucks a month. Blah, blah, blah. It's yeah. like, And it works fine. I'm like, bam, bet, see, boom, from $500 a month to 50 bucks a month, say $450 a month. Now you can do whatever you want with that. You know, there's your vacation yep. money if you want to blow it on that, whatever. But gives you breathing room there's so many ways to cut it if you you know you're just a grown man and just find a way how to do it and you know finesse something so yeah that's my answer my really long answer
0: <laughs> uh, so, so that's good because you know and kind of one of the big things there is is hitting on like sacrifice right um because you gotta be not really willing-
1: it's, i would say it's not really sacrifice you know well like it's for the betterment you know like, change it is yeah. It is right. Yeah.
0: But people are yeah. I like, so I work with a lot people of people think of it as, who, right. Because it's like, Oh, I can't eat out or I can't buy these clothes that I want. Like, so they see it as a sacrifice on the things they want. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But it all like, it's one of the things I talk about where I feel like people don't have the ability to see the bigger picture. Right. It's like, yeah, you might yeah. have yeah. to sit down and pay down these debts for the next eight or nine months. But like on the other side of that, like all your money's yours and you can determine what you do with it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then because you put in all that work, I uh, you know, for most people, I would hope that now their energy would be to hey, I can't I can't let this money leave again. I'm not gonna put myself in this situation yeah. to do that. And now you start being able to do things to build wealth and now you can start looking at properties and you know yeah. doing all these other things. Now you have them. options.
1: Yeah, right. Now you have options because like your the path that you've set forth is this because the average American is like what thirty thousand dollars in debt, overweight, unhealthy, and they have no like positive outlook on life because they're stuck in that not making any extra money, not investing any of it, and then just obese, out of shape, and getting unhealthy. So like if you set forth, like let's say you keep going out to eat every month, cool, that's like with inflation now, it's like 30, 40 bucks a meal or something like that. And then cool, like usually it's way too many carbs, way too many fats, and it's overall, it's burning a hole in your pocket, it's making you unhealthy when you could just meal prep at home where it saves you time because you can make a bulk of it, you know exactly what you're eating, the cow cal- you can make it as cal calorically restrictive or whatever as you want to put you in the right physical, like physical shape that you want. Yep. So it saves you time, saves you money, and it's healthier for you. And the only con is I guess you have to, depending on how many times how big of a meal you make, you have to eat it multiple times a day. And that's like the it, the the, the personal discipline of just eating the same thing. But if you make it good, I'm like great, I've made some delicious chicken and rice, yada yada yada, some <laughs> chick fil A sauce is hitting. Like what's the what's the problem with that? You know? So Like that's, I don't know, it it all depends on what you deem is worthy enough. If you don't want to give up, you know, whatever going out to eat and you think that's better than the financial future of your kids and your family, go for it. But like, know that in response of you not having physical, like personal discipline to like, you know, invest in your future and your family's future, like, you know, somebody's going to pay for it. It's going to be your kids, you know? And to me, that's, I'm like, "Eh, I don't really care. Like my life is not for me. My life is for the future my grandkids my great-grandkids that i don't have yet like it's all in the bigger picture for that and when you look at it like that it's like oh yeah it's not a big deal like whatever i'm gonna go do x instead because you know it's better for everybody and not just personal short-term satisfaction of eating crappy food or something mm-hmm. like. and yeah.
0: that's 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 actually real big that's something i want to start later on i'm gonna really start getting into is promoting because um along with meal prepping and and getting healthy because that's that's part of it too is you Know, I think anyone would notice. I mean, besides that, and I'm not talking about like adding supplements and all, that, but just the basic like meal yeah. prepping yeah. and you know, your migrant, you're eating healthy foods and only buying what you need and not buying junk and all that stuff. People's grocery bills decrease significantly,
1: thick and,
0: <laughs> and it's and it's crazy because, but not only now, you're you're because you're focused on what you're eating and you're focused on your health, that automatically re- removed hundreds of dollars that you were spending and took yep. that back to your pocket just by focusing on how you feel as a person and your health. And yep. so that's something I really want to actually start trying to uh, put out there more because a lot of people do like, Oh, I don't have time to meal prep. I don't do it. Like, yeah. It takes a couple hours to meal prep, but like, it's, 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 like it's, yeah. you lay on the couch watching Netflix for six hours on Sunday. Yep. Hey, you can't take like it two takes of those. An, and it, t- takes an,
1: it takes an hour to make all your chicken and rice lunches. And then that's an hour saved out of each individual day that you would have wanted to go get something to eat and come back. Yeah. So at the end of the day, all it takes is an initial investment on Sunday or on Wednesday if you want to break it up, yada, yada, yada. And then you save the money. And I remember that, like you're saying, the grocery bill. I remember my buddy, because me, like I kind of, not not that I have like a really strict budget. I remember when my wife was out in med school, like I was literally buying all of my groceries. And it would come out to like 50 bucks a month or 50 bucks a week, I think. Yep. yep. But then my, but my buddy was like, how the heck? There ain't no way. Like I remember I had it to the point where I was living off of like a thousand bucks a month. Cause I didn't have, cause of the whole garage thing. I don't have a, I don't have a, I don't have any utility bills. Really. I don't have a uh, rent or mortgage that I had to pay. I didn't have a car note. I had the Viper, but then at that point I sold it. So I was like rolling, like without that. So literally every month I would live on less than a thousand bucks. And like, my buddy thought it was like, there's no way you're doing that. Well, like on food alone, I spent 800 on groceries. And I'm like, dude, he spent $800 a month on groceries. What are you buying? And it's like, yeah. He's like, for me and my wife, like, we eat good. And I'm like, me too. But I'm like, I don't know how you're freaking spending <laughs> I, I don't know how you spent $800. For, like, I was like, it's 400 bucks a pot. Like, what are y'all buying? And it's like the dude was a big guy. And I think so. I was like, what are y'all doing? But then you just see all the superfluous things. And I'm like, oh, all okay, the junk. Dude. All the you got junk. Yeah, milk pops and ice cream sandwiches. I'm like, ah, yep. there you go. That'll, that'll do it. That'll, all the stuff you don't
0: do need. It. Right. Like exactly. Need-
1: and I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, cool. So, yeah. yeah. I, when he said that, I was like, ah, oh, that reminds me of that. So. Yeah, yeah. that's,
0: I mean, and that's typically one of the first ways I tell you, yo, you stop eating out, you, you get it on a meal prep plan and the you're, you're going to save, you're going to see yourself save hundreds of dollars right there. Just that yeah. alone. And you're going to start everything to feel better because you're active and you're, yeah. know, even if you're not working out, you're going to feel better because you're eating better. You're going to start noticing your body changing because you're eating better. And then it's just, everything's going to have a, it cycles and it's like a circle that it goes in, but you know, yeah since you mentioned it, and I think this is a good time to come back up, you're talking about the garage, right? So I know there's a conversation that we have a lot amongst our uh, friend group and, you know, I've done it, you've done it. And, uh, you know, we know a couple of other people have done it in regards to renting out like rooms, right? So say you get a house, like I got a house. I got one room that's been rented out and that covers, you know, half, if not all of the mortgage. There was a time where I didn't pay a mortgage for like a year, you know, Um, I got, Uh, other people, we tell like, Hey, if you got this house and you're not using it, rent the rooms out and get, get, get that extra income coming in. So that's money that you're saving. So, and I know that's something that you push to a lot of people and you've done it yourself. So can you go through that thought process on your end and how you came about it?
1: Yeah, you can do it the expensive way or the, the inexpensive way. So my very first property that I bought was that one fourplex. And in the military thing, you get a thing called BAH. And I think, so you get paid a basic allowance for housing. And so you get paid your extra, your base pay and then you get your BAH. And the BAH, you get paid extra in corporates is like 1800 bucks a month. And that was about what my mortgage was on the fourplex. But the fourplex made like 3,200 bucks a month. But then if it was all fully rented out, but I lived in one of the units. So after, you know, Thirty-two minus seven fifty—that's like twenty-five hundred dollars. Um, after that, like that would pay my mortgage. I would have my home. I had my own seven hundred fifty square foot, two two bed, one bath apartment in my fourplex that I lived there for free. They, everybody else paid my mortgage for me, and then I kept a little bit extra. And then I had my own unit. Like I wasn't giving up anything. I had my own little house. I had my own apartment. And everybody paid for it. And I was. everybody else had their own housing. and I kept the place nice. I wasn't a dirt bag, like landlord or anything. Because at the end of the day, like as nice as you keep it, it's a nice, as nice as you keep your units, it's, the, it's as nice as the people willing to move in to them are going to be. So keep your place nice and don't be a terrible human being on that. But that's the easiest way to do it because then you have your own, you have your own house. You're not giving up any privacy and, you know, you still you know they still pay down your mortgage, you still make income, yada, yada, yada. And then I took it a step further. One of my buddies that graduated from Texas State with me. He also was going to go through flight school and I was like, I ain't using this other bedroom except except for office. I could just rent out this bedroom and then house hack my house hack apartment complex. So he would pay me an extra like $350 or whatever, like half the price of a bedroom or of a of a unit was. And then I would get added on to like how much money I was making. So that's the lease cumbersome way to do it as far as like oh but i don't want to have roommates you do a fourplex a duplex because typically if you buy a duplex or whatever if you live in one of them it highly subsidizes your standard of living so instead of throwing 1500 bucks a month for like what i think what last week or two days ago the average monthly rent in the united states is like two thousand dollars so imagine what you imagine what you would do with an extra two thousand dollars a month in perpetuity you know mm-hmm. like okay let's say you never let's say from here on out you know, if you can get your wife, whatever on board with it, let's say from here on out, you always have a multifamily or something like that. And you just keep buying that. You never have to spend money for where you live. And that's like the big, biggest expense for the vast majority of people. Mm-hmm. And how much more money you would have to put into your kids into whatever business or whatever investments, if you just never spend money on that alone, you know, mm-hmm. that's, if you do the whole fourplex thing, cool. You, you, might not, you might not be able to find some in the area, there might not be any available because that's a situation that happened with me. Once I was done with my two years of flight school, I had to go to North Carolina. And in North Carolina, like people know, there is no fourplexes, duplexes. You have to get big, giant apartment complexes that are millions of dollars or you get single family homes, three beds, two baths, somebody at. That's what happened to me. So I got used to, and that's what you get used to. Like if you get used to a certain standard of living and what, what you get accustomed to, you'll keep kind of going to that if you're if you want to do it. If I was used to buying a, a renting out two thousand buck apartment, yada yada yada, and then you just got stuck on that, you would keep doing that bad decision. But <laughs> I did the whole live for free thing, basically. And once you once you do that, it's hard to go back. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> once you don't pay rent, or once you don't get your rent paid for via some avenue, like you're like, man, like why would I ever? Why am I ever gonna pay somebody to live? That's gr- that's, that's ghetto, man. Why am I doing that? <laughs> so I I got a. Four bed, two bath, twenty four hundred square foot house in North Carolina because there wasn't any. There was quadplexes, but they were like run down, like built in yeah, nineteen eleven, yeah. terrible. So I ended up getting. Uh, so, I made an after action report after my first property. If I could do it better, I would do this, this, and this. And then the one, the one thing that I wrote about it was I wish I bought the place worse. Like I wish I bought a worse place so I could put money into it, so I could force like equity in the property. So I took that, and then I took the whole thought process of um, I can't have a multifamily, so I'm gonna have to buy a single family home. So people are lazy. People don't want to like renovate a house and like all you do is change the floors out, paint the walls, paint the cabinets, put change a different countertop, change the pictures, and that's it. It's not you're not knocking down walls. The Majority of the time you're just putting something over it, painting it, making it look modern, and that's it. So I bought a house that was built in like 1970, four bed, two bath, 24 square feet, and it had a detached. Uh, 700 square foot garage that I was like, that could be a house. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, if I could just, because it had separate utilities and everything. All I needed was like water to go in there for a shower and a sink, and a sink for the bathroom, sink for the kitchen, yada yada. And I could put like a a hot plate up top for a stove, and then a fridge, easy. And then a washer and dryer, just put a connection, and then like a 240 volt outlet. For that I'm like, that is a studio garage. 700 square feet and I could put my Viper in there because when I finished flight school I was being a very responsible adult paid off all my student loan debt yada 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 and, and that's what you can do when you don't pay housing for two three years you can throw it all on student loans and hey bam 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 thank you bam I need Biden for it let's go uh, <laughs> and um, I ended up moving to that place I lived in there I paid more a mortgage for like seven months oh gross dog, let me tell you the worst thing ever and then <laughs> When I was there, I was like, bro, this house is massive. Like, I don't understand how people can buy these big houses and move in here. Cause I had that 700 square foot garage. And then I moved into a house that was three times the size. And literally all, I would just literally, there was like, it was like a split level. So it was basically like a basement half basement thing. So all I would do was in the office down there and in my bedroom and then the kitchen and the rest of the top floor, living room, kitchen, like our dining area, never put any furniture in it. It was literally just me in a giant house by myself for like six months. And I was like. This is dumb. I need to convert this garage into like a place I can stay at because I this is just too much space and I'm not about to furnish this entire house because I don't like there's no point. I ain't got no kids, I don't have a wife yet, like whatever. Um, I think around that time I met my girlfriend now, wife, and I was like, hey, baby, let me let me pitch you on an idea. (laughs) And I was like, hey, you know, I'm paying like I think like it was like about like 160. That that goes to show how crazy the pandemic was. I bought it for like one hundred and sixty, and then I knew I could put a put the walls up for a bathroom, kitchen, uh, put the kitchen countertops in there, kitchen little cabinets, and then like the, ba- uh, the shower, all that stuff, and the washing, dry connections. I could put that in for like ten grand. So like I'm gonna be I was, my thought process: I'm gonna be here for another three years. I'll save thirty-six thousand dollars in housing over the next three years that I can throw into Bitcoin and another property. Yada yada yada. Like, and then I get to not pay any rent. And then you can move in here, and then we'll have a seven square foot garage. And then we get an opportunity to renovate this little studio garage, like at the house, yada, yada, little fun project. And that's how I knew my wife was going to be my wife. And she's like, Yeah, that sounds great, baby. That makes complete (laughs) sense. And I'm like, Bam, cash money records right there. Come here. Yeah, (laughs) that's her. Come here. You're making some shake Like, you okay? Because the usual response would be like, I don't want to live in it. I'm like, Well, I mean, What's, what's the difference like you know it's nah, just gonna, gonna have a garage it's gonna be it's gonna have a garage door like it's have two garage doors in the front but the rest of it's just basically gonna be like a modern studio garage concrete floors. it's like it's gonna be a very modern looking thing with like quartz granite countertops I'm like only thing is have garage doors in the front that's the only difference but, but I don't want I'm like all right cool you know I was gonna do it anyways but I'm glad she was just like <laughs> she was because <cool> <laughs> hey you know hey at the end of the day it's all it's not about for personal comfort now it's about kids future growth you know, yeah, future success, all that good stuff. Um, so I ended up spending like 10 grand to put like the plumbing in there, to put the walls up for the bathroom. And then I put the kitchen, yada, yada, yada. And then I just painted everything, put like different lighting in there. And then I moved the tenant in. And I think what my mortgage is like 1100 bucks. And I think I charged their the tenant like 1600 to move into the four bed, two bath. Place next door, like the main house, and I lived for free next door, and then that was it. And then I cut out completely my housing expense again. and Then done, done deal, like wham bam, thank you, man. I'm chilling. And the funny part was, i probably say, I don't know if you can like post the thing, but I'll show you like a photo of like I had like my Viper, like I took up like a quarter of like the of the garage space because I didn't <laughs> about let that outside, you know. So I, every day I would wake up, that's my beautiful wife, and then freaking. My viper there. I'm like oh, I was like, oh man, this is like every bachelor's dream right now. I got the supercar. You're like, oh, it's great, and not spending any money. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm gonna have
0: to. I'll find a way to get that picture so people can see it for this yeah, episode. Yeah, viper. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Should, yeah. Send that to me, and I'll figure out how to get it on
1: the uh, yeah. on the video. Yeah. So yeah, so that's uh, how kept expenses low, invested the difference. Um, you know, the things been working out. Like now, I'm selling. I'm selling that place at the end of the at the end. Of, I think probably we're posting July first with trust and then i'm hoping to get like maybe 40 50 grand before the market gets too bad and then put that in a you know other assets you know pivot from things that are high to pivot, pivot to things that are bleeding low and then wait for it to balance out and then you know keep that going so yeah
0: yeah that know, out. that's i'm glad that that you were able to share that story because there's i know there's a lot of people who had opportunities to make decisions like that but couldn't see past the now right i really yeah. don't want to be in here and you know, even though now you, a couple of years later, is in a far better position Chilling, from, making, from making that decision than you would have by, you know, allowing yourself to just stay within your comfort zone or do something because it's just like, uh, people going to look at me funny. Like, bro, I know for a fact you didn't care don't about care, what bro. anyone was going to think about. what I, what you're yeah. garage, bro, I don't care. I
1: know. I, I know I make more money and have more money than any of them. So it's just like, <laughs> I don't really care. Like, bro, like, you know, like I do not care because at the end of the day, a lot of people... A lot of people want to look like they want to have something, but at the end of the day, I know they don't. Like, you know, like I know basic math. I can look at your lifestyle and be like, you spend about three, four, whatever a month on that, and you make less than me. So I'm like, how are you with less than me, like spending more than me and not doing anything with it? Cause I remember when I was talking to Trust, he was saying, like, I feel I don't want to spend money on a car or da 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 da. Cause I know my big homie Brian makes like 30 mil a year. And he doesn't even spend the money on that. So why would I, something that's yeah. far less, 0.1% of, uh, of it, have the need to spend my money on that? And I'm like, that is very correct. Because the people that really have it, like I remember, I always see like, I remember when I used to be on Instagram or something a lot. Like people would be like, people put like a post that says, brag different. And then it'd be like a dude with like a Gucci belt. And I'm like, that belt's like 400 bucks. Like that is that's whatever. Like that doesn't matter. Yeah. You got any cribs? You got any? You got anything of value? No, you don't brag. Different. You brag like every other eighty percent person. I really don't do nothing with anything because they blow it all on Gucci belts. You know. Yep. Like unless you ridiculously have it or really truly have it, and you have no need to lack in anything, then like go for it. But the vast majority, ninety percent of people, don't got it like that. You know. But they're just trying to look like they do. So. That's why you shouldn't really care about what anybody You should only care about people whose opinion you care about. Yeah, that's basically it. You should only care about people whose opinion you care about as to, like, how it should affect your decision. Like, if I respect somebody, if somebody tells me, like, oh, why are you living in a garage? But, like, they're a bum, I would I care? Right. Why, why, should, why should you care? If you respect somebody's opinion because they're a great human being, they're doing all the right actions in a process, they're a good father, yada, yada, yada. And they're saying you're doing something wrong, like, oh, you should, like, reflect on it. I'm like, huh that's yeah i probably shouldn't be doing that you're right like why would i x x and x you know but then you should always take people's criticism because you might be your head in the cloud and somebody might say like some criticism to try and be a hater you should always still look at it and self-reflect a little bit and be like okay is this is there truth to this is there a nugget in that like oh you're he's kind of right like dang all right cool you're right sorry dude i mean you definitely based on that but
0: at all depends. Yeah. that's a good point because i know me and trust actually talked one time about um so one of the things like i try to practice and i'm pretty sure i learned it from from him a long time ago was like you know when people give you advice like i always just listen i don't ever tell them i know anything even if i know it i still let them give it because he was you know once you if you, you tell a person it. like hey I know this, they're gonna assume, oh, this person already has the information, and that's gonna be the time you miss something they could have gave you that could help you. So it's like anytime somebody, I don't care if I know every word they're saying, I sit there and like I never heard it before. And then you know, I pull out maybe there's something I could pull out for myself later on that does work, but I'm not gonna turn down anybody because I I don't want them when they do have something that could be valuable, to be like, oh, he probably already knows this. And I think that's something for people to to learn and practice as well.
1: Yeah, at the end of the day, everybody has everybody's living their own life experience. So, like, in their 30 years of life or whatever, they might have had, like, a five-second nugget where, like, oh, do And, like, through their 30 years of life, they might have just saved those 30 years of looking and just gave it to you right there, you know? So, always just listen to people, you know? Like, you never yeah. know. You don't know what you don't know. Like, and, like, it might just be that catalyst of an idea that, like, Eric said that. I'm like, Boom! Like, a, and you're on a Google train for the next 26 days. Like, it's like, <laughs> yeah, that one thing.
0: I'm like, "That's how it works." Like,
1: did it mean? Da-da-da-da? And that's that's exactly how it rolls all the time. Or somebody will say something, and I'll just go off on a I'm gonna go on a deep search of just like looking at random things, like infinite banking, velocity banking, and I'm like, and I spent like half of my deployment looking at velocity banking, infinity banking. Oh, I've I've like spent hours. am like, like, The like, velocity oh, banking thing
0: is actually pretty a pretty interesting concept.
1: Yeah. I was like, that's, that's not bad, but I just haven't seen anybody. That's the thing where like, I haven't seen anybody do it. Cause mm-hmm. I see all these people say negative comments about a uh, whole universal life insurance, yada, 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 being a scam and da And I'm like, Oh, I don't feel like locking up 200 grand and I can't get it out. Or it might not be a good play. I know for sure I can do this and make money. And I don't have any solid commitments, contractual obligations to it. So I'd rather just not, you know, but I haven't, if I see somebody that I know like that I respect, I'm like, I do it and it works great. I'm like, okay, cool. And I'm gonna go all in on it. But until I see somebody with like a vested interest that I know and respect, I'm like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to you know, bother doing it, but whatever. Especially when you, especially with crypto now with DeFi, you can just do infinity banking without like putting yourself up on life insurance thing. So I, I would rather just do that advice. Yeah. Signing an obligation to New York mutual or something like that and trying to finagle with them. So, uh, so another yeah.
0: question for you, um, and I know we've talked about this before, but
1: yeah, the like concept
0: was... of people seeking advice or help from you, and you just turning around and finding out that the time you took to spend teaching them or telling was them wasted. was wasted.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I remember, I feel like the people that watch this and know me, Uh, what's the word for it? Uh, they would say that I'm rough around the edges or I'm very blunt. And because, and the way that I would explain it is like, I would rather get straight to the point and tell you the truth. So you can, you know, pivot from that information than me just waste your time and be nice and beat around the bushes and not give you like, let's say, let's say us in our friendship and trust and everybody, like if we're messing something up, you will sternly be like, bro, what the heck are you doing? And like, just, cut as deep as you can so you can be like a word like oh yeah cool and then like you pivot you're an adult you're a man you're gonna pivot and you're gonna handle your business like X, and x said that i can trust her perspective i'm not gonna be soft and like oh they said this how, man how dare they man you're trying to disrespect me and they're like no it's like hey like obviously we care about you i want you to be the best person you can be you're a ruin in all of this you should not do that and you know, you know ad- adjust accordingly
0: You did that to me one day uh, in the kid. I remember you was in there. You was like, "Hey, bro, you gotta like you getting a gut. You need to fix that." And I was like, (laughs) "You're right. Let me get in the gym." All right, And It was like most most people be like, "Man,
1: no." I'm like, "Forget it. Just keep on." It's like somebody's like an alcoholic, and they just you just keep enabling them to do bad. Even obviously it's not to the same extent, but it's like you know, some one of your friends is doing poorly. Why would you not address it? And why, as a man, would you feel bad? or Not feel bad because you should feel some type of shame or badness so you can change. Because if you don't feel shame, you're not going to change. But uh, like you should move correctly because you know people are saying things not because they want to hurt you, but because they want you to be better or something like that. So yeah, yeah. I'm glad you took it for what it's worth. You know, because like I'm never, I never do, I never in my life do things to make people like. I just want them to feel bad. It's like, bro, I see potential in you, and I want you to do better. I'm pretty sure nobody else has told you this because the vast majority of people would just like sugar, like sugar, like coat stuff and then bounce around it and not give you the actual answer. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna be the one to tell you, hey, you probably shouldn't do that because X, X, and X. Yep. How do you take it? Like an adult, or you just you know put the blinders on and like I don't know what you're talking about and you just keep sabotaging your life. But um, I forgot what the initial question that was. So initial question
0: was like talking about people. <laughs> Hit, talking about oh, people oh not work. taking
1: advice are you yeah they ask for advice and I, yeah so in the beginning of real estate and like being in my financial journey yada 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 like I wanted to like I felt like I unlocked with all of my research I felt like I unlocked like a cheat code I was like bro we can all be we can all if you want to make money be wealthy and like put our families up forever you would talk about generational like about generational wealth yada 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 all those buzzwords that people want to say. But then, what the hell? Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, somebody's calling my phone or something. Oh, but people talk about generational curses, something like that, and like you know, trying to make the right actionable processes, and then they won't want to do anything about it. So, like, so me being me, and I want to help people. I'm like, yo, you know, I just bought this wrist thing. People are like, hey, dog, I want to learn about da 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 da. Like. And then you'll spend like an hour, two, three hours teaching them everything. And like, you know, like you spent days, months, frigging a year, like, like allocating and putting together that information either from you buying the place and then you messing something up and having to spend five grand to fix something. And you're trying to get all those shortcuts that you, that you would have wanted to know. And you try and pour into people. And then they don't do anything with it. <laughs> and it's like, I just spent like the precious commodity anybody has is their time because once it's gone you can't buy it you can't nope. pray it back you can't ain't nothing you can do besides your time so for somebody to like when i was doing this nobody was helping me it was literally through sheer perseverance and just wanting to do better i found the answers with my own money with my own time and then when you go to somebody who has done that in spades and like hey i want to know about this i'm like and then you don't do anything with it that's like the most spit in the face thing ever so after a while i just stopped doing it i was like man i'm good i would be like hey com, youtube that's how i did it peace yeah have fun with it and, that, and that's basically where i'm at with it now because you're just wasting like people people want to do a lot of things but people just don't do a lot of things like mm-hmm. people aren't gonna like i remember my lb uh nick he uh he took a like $40 a month Google certification course and he makes like a hundred, like he makes more money than I do. And he's younger than me. And he sells Google cloud. And he's like, bro, like I didn't even go to school for this. All I took was this course a certification and I sell it. That's it. And everybody else can do it. All they need to do is pay for this course and self study and get the certification and get some sales experience and they can do the same thing. And he's like 26, 25, making like like between 100, 200 grand a year, yada, and more, like once he gets more experience in this. And he'll try and, same thing, he's like, he tells me like, dog, I understand now what you were talking about when, like, you know, real estate, because like, I would tell people this and then I would tell them exactly how to do it and not a single person does it. And I'm just like, it's like, bro, that's how it is. Like people are going to want to, people want to do all this stuff, but whether they do it or not is, you know, it's completely up to them. Like you can't want something more then people want it themselves. I want people to kill it, make bread, and do da, da 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 da. But people aren't. People aren't gonna be. People people aren't gonna take that actual process to get in shape to like cut on calories, do all the do things that you're supposed to do. But people are gonna post away on Instagram about like, man, once I man once I lose this twenty pounds, you know, you can't talk. like you know, like people just people just keep talking about things, but they'll never make the actual progress to actually be where they want to be. And they'll probably throw stones at the people that do like, oh, why does Elon Musk have? Three hundred billion dollars. I'm because like, 'Cause he's been working for the past 20 30 years, and he's created a trillion dollars worth of value to the world. That's just how it works. Like, if you want to, <laughs> if if you want to do that, you want if you want to make an electric car company, and da, 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 you can't do. If you do more power to, you'll be just rich as him. But if you can't, that's kind of that's kind of how it works. If you want to have a great body, be in shape, da, 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 eat the right things, work out every day, you can do it. But you don't. So that's like, if you yeah. want to be rich, do X X and X. The people like sell courses it's all online for free you can look at it but you don't do it so cool so you're not like it's just it's all the same thing so now it's basically either i pay, either you pay me to talk to you because now there's actual value you're actually a value set to my life or like i see somebody else that's actually done the work a little bit like i bought my own place i'm da-da-da-da-da. cool so you know the struggle you've done something you're mm-hmm. a self starter at very, very, minimum. You've taken a step. You've taken a step. Something by yourself so you actually can appreciate and do something with it. But mm-hmm. if not, you're just another wannabe or like you're just, you're just not going to, you're just not, you're just some random person. Like I'm a brand new person trying to do this. I'm like, cool, well, do something and then people will actually help you out. Because once the hardest part is starting, you just got to keep going. Because mm-hmm. then, like, you know, when I said winners win, like if somebody has 20 properties, like people are going to want to talk to that guy because he's, been through a lot of struggle he's persevered he's figured it out he's made decent decisions so they're gonna keep helping him out but nobody cares or nobody's gonna want to help about help the new person because they haven't done anything besides want something and nobody cares about what you want people care about what you do and what you can provide to this world as a whole that's my rant about that
0: that's real <laughs> Now that's real that's actually that's a good point point. and then uh, you know yeah. so before before we kind of wrap it up today like if you had you know one thing you wanted to leave the listeners with, you know, so say it's like, you know, people who may be looking to, to do some things to get their finances in order or start, you know, moving towards building wealth for their family and future generations. Like what what are the things that you think would be most important for them to start doing today in order to start doing that?
1: Uh I would say, I remember there's like a book like First Find Your Why, and that's how I'm gonna throw out there. Um it's like, why do you want to do any of it? Cause like If you don't have a decent why, you're not going to do the rest of the work. You know, like, like, are you saying, like, I don't want to lose, like, your example of you have clients that don't want to stop spending money to go out. I'm like, well, you don't have a good enough reason to. That's why. Like, if, like, if, if you think about the food that, like, the money you're spending now that you could give to your grandkids or like the opportunity you can give to people, it will be, things will be a lot easier. You know, like, if I'm a pre diabetic and I know if I keep eating bad food and bad, like soda and everything, that I'm going to be diabetic and I'm going to have to cut my feet off eventually. Some of that, I'm going to probably stop eating bad food. There's yeah. a good enough why for that. But if you don't have a good enough reason, you know, there's nothing, not a good driver enough. If it's not to prove like your people culturally, like socially, like financially and just be the aggregate or the catalyst for people around to do better, if you don't want to do that, you're not. So like, if you don't have a good enough reason, like why, what am I here for? What am I on this earth to do? Then, You're just going to keep going to the club, buying bottles, turning up every weekend, and you're not going to pour into your kids or your family like you're supposed to. And you're going to keep begetting more generational curves and all the negative stuff people keep crying about because they themselves don't want to be the starter to it. Or like, oh, my parents didn't give me a cool. Like, it's not your fault that you were born in poverty. It's your fault if you end in poverty, though. Because, like, you had – if you're somehow 65, 70 years old and you're still poor, we spent 70 years, seven decades of bad decisions of what you could have done to like change your life around so find your why and once you find your why you're gonna it's gonna lead you or it's gonna give you that fire to do what you need to do instead of what you want to do you know like i don't know as long as you let's say it's like the ambition like your why is your ambition as to what you want to do and if you have the ambition to do something ain't nobody gonna stop you because human beings are the smartest things you know to figure out weird problems like on this earth like you put a man on a mission that he's truly driven to and you can't break his will. He's going to find, he's going to find how to figure something out. So find out your why, find out people that can help you get a coach, like that people have the answers because you know, that'll just, you know, the, like I said, the most precious commodity is time. And if you get a coach that literally just tell you all the answers, like, Hey, just do this, this, and this, and then do the things that they say. Cause if not like, Hey, now at this point you just pay for somebody to tell you what you need to do. And then you're just willfully throwing your money away. And then you're not doing anything with it. So you just, like what's, what's the point? So yeah, I'll, I'll say that. Like find people that find out what you, how, why you want to do it, find out people that can help you do it and just, you know, and just take life for what comes. Like, there's like this one Nipsey hustle quote I remember I had this trucking company and it's like, life ain't supposed to be easy. It's supposed to be hard. Like when you're like, when you're doing something difficult, that's when, you know, you're doing like the right actionable processes. And that's when you're like growing because you're doing like, you're testing like your max limit, like working out like you're supposed to try hard because then the more you try the bigger you get the stronger you get and the more the more you can take on or like what was it it's like don't bear don't like don't pray for an easier life pray for bigger shoulders to bear it because like the bigger the bigger burdens you can bear the bigger problems you can bear the more you usually get paid because like you know a million dollar problem is going to get you paid more than a seven dollar and 25 cent an hour problem so you know get better at struggling and being able to bear stronger loads. so that's all my that's my long answer <laughs> all
0: right so, yeah. all I like jay cole said yeah. there's beauty in the struggle so that's yeah that's man, good, it man it is man
1: because like you know tell your story your kids are, there i was man i'm 75 million dollars in debt man and i'm fighting the bank trying to figure it out like, that's a cool story man yeah. Who wants to tell the story of like, man, I was still big, you know, there I was. I needed $70 to make rent. I'm like, man, that's the wackest story ever. That's you and everybody else. Like, man, you better do better. Yeah. Like, I'd rather be, I'd rather be worried about how am I going to pay this $70 million mortgage than pay, like, oh, my, I missed my car payment. My man, they're going to take my Toyota Avalon. I'm like, I guess that just sounds whack. Like, as a man, that's just not, that's not what you want to say, you know? Like, you better get some big problems and solve big problems so you can get I like paid that. I like that. Yeah. Get bigger problems, bro.
0: Get bigger problems no. so you can solve bigger problems. I like that's. Yeah. You know, we might have to make that the name of this episode.
1: Yeah, okay. man. <laughs> <laughs> but, big bars. Bro, um, big bars.
0: You know, I really want to thank you for taking the time to come on the show today. Uh, great conversation. And I know there's going to be people who get a lot from this conversation. Hopefully it motivates some people to get started on some things they may have been procrastinating with. Um, so, uh, as everyone knows, this show was brought to you by In The Smoker. So, uh, you can go to www.inthesmoker.com to check out, you know, my course. If you want to set up some consultations for a coaching to figure out something with your personal finances or a consultation to you know, look at your credit and see how that's going, you can go there and do those things. Um, you can also go to Amazon and you can purchase my book, The In The Smoker Mindset as well. It goes into the process, or the mindset behind what keeps people from being financially free, as well as a mindset that you can adopt in order to become financially free. So, you know, check those things out. Um, you know, you, I think I mentioned my budgeting course, if I didn't, I mentioned it again, cause I'm very proud of it, uh, but you can get my budgeting course, uh, on my uh, website as well. You can also see it on my Instagram, which is that in the smoker. And it's also on the Facebook, which is that in the smoker. So, uh, if you're a person that's trying to figure yourself out and trying to move forward with your personal finances, come to in the smoker and let's get in the smoker. All right. So I want to thank everyone for tuning in to the finance brother today. Hope you guys have an amazing day. Let's get in the smoker.